You're listening to Happiness Abound, episode 504. Do you want to end the cycle of feeling frustration, shame, stress, and guilt? You know what I'm talking about. The cycle of beating yourself up for not being the perfect mom, spouse, or entrepreneur. Do you crave deeper connections with your spouse, your kids, and, dare I say it, yourself? If only you could control the ever-growing to-do list and other priorities running through your mind at all times. Do you wish you had more balance between your life and business? What if you could fall asleep, feeling at peace, and knowing your best was good enough? If those sound like things you want in your life, send me an email at taylor at happinessabound.com. I'd be honored to be able to help you achieve your dream life. Welcome to Happiness Abound, a podcast dedicated and designed to help those seeking happiness in their lives. Here we'll talk about happiness as gained through habit formation, being inspired by the stories of others, and looking for opportunities of growth and learning. I'm Taylor Proctor. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, Happiness Abounder, and welcome back. So excited to be talking with you today as we dive into one of the areas that is the most difficult for me out of the, I'm going to call it, happiness formula. If you'll recall, this entire year is focused on this formula to help you achieve your goals and be happier, and that formula is your identity plus vision plus mindset plus leadership equals happiness and or your goal. And the area that is most difficult for me is the vision component. Honestly, guys, I struggle with the vision component. And I think we all have areas in this that we can struggle in. We can struggle in almost all of them. We can struggle in a few. We are powerhouses in a few. And that can just change and adjust as we continue on our happiness journey. For instance, I don't necessarily feel like my identity piece is a struggle piece for me. But when I first started out on my happiness journey, it really was. It was difficult for me to identify my templates in the world and not work against them. I felt I should be different. And so I wanted to be different, but I was blaming how I actually functioned and not liking myself and trying to beat myself into happiness submission, if that's even possible, instead of really valuing who I was, building that identity, and working within those templates to be set up for success. That was a hard thing for me. Now, I feel like I'm pretty solid on it. Mindset, being able to identify what you're thinking, how you're feeling, and the mindsets and beliefs that are behind that, and being able to adjust those can be really hard. And the leadership piece, I think we have all seen this at some point in our lives, whether we've set a goal at New Year's or whatever it may be. Leadership is essentially the discipline to lead your life in the way that you know you want it to become. And that can be really hard too, because long, hard days, it's easy to go, I'll get to it to tomorrow. But for me, at this point in time, at this point in my happiness journey, I struggle with vision. And I have to laugh because as you guys may know, Two weeks ago, I was on a Disney vacation, and it was the most amazing thing. I absolutely adored it, and it was everything that I needed. But I was thinking about today's episode, and I was thinking about vision and who 
I resonate with. And it was really funny because the Disney princesses that are my favorites are the ones that came up. And what is really intriguing for me is I feel like every single one of them takes action, which is totally why I originally resonate with them. But they also have a vision. Specifically, now my three favorites are Ariel, Merida, and Tiana. But I'm going to lean in on Tiana for a minute. Specifically, Tiana has a vision. She has a vision for what she wants, and then she takes action every day and works so hard to get it. And that's why she's one of my favorite princesses is, man, that girl can work, and she won't let anything stop her and get in her way. And she's taking every opportunity to help feed and facilitate her dream. And that's why she's my favorite. But when I look at that, I go, wow, here's this vision that she has And I struggle with vision. That's not to say I don't have goals. That's not to say that I don't have an idea of what I want for my life. But an overarching, encompassing vision that's grand and huge personally is really hard for me. I go on a smaller scale. I can look out a year in advance, six months in advance. I can set a goal and I can achieve it. But how it comes together for a vision of my entire life is something that I struggle with. So that's what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about vision and its role in the happiness formula, but also how together you and I can work on setting a vision for our life. Because I personally have seen this in my own right, where, oh, four years ago, five years ago, I wrote on a little teeny sticky note that I wanted a house that sat on a lot of land and had lots of windows. And as we were moving out of our old house and building our new house, I was packing things up and this little sticky note piece of paper had fallen back behind the treadmill. And as we moved the treadmill, here was this piece of paper. And I was like, huh, that's the house we're building. And it was really, really cool. Now, that was a time where I had a little bit more vision and it wasn't such a struggle point for me. But that said, writing it down, simply identifying and organizing it on paper can make a big difference in being able to feel like you have vision and to help you strive towards that vision, even if you forget about it for a few years. I think writing it down can help it align with whatever it is that you're putting out there and helps you move in the right direction. So that said, that is why today I want to talk about vision, its importance, and the areas of life that we should be looking at for vision or we could be looking at for vision and moving in that direction. So first and foremost, vision is so important. And I know this because I'm struggling in it, right? But it is so important because it's the second part of this formula. You can have the discipline and the leadership. You can be having beautiful beliefs and mindsets about where you want to go. You can know who you are and how you function in the world. But without the vision of where you're going, that can be detrimental. This is a core component of the formula. An entire fourth of the formula is dedicated to this. Now, like I said, I'm good at what I think is I would call more short-term vision and setting things like my declaration and setting goals and moving towards that 100%. But how it all plays together with every component of my life is a little different. 
And having this component-based vision of how does my financial vision relate to my relationship vision and how does my relationship vision relate to my physical vision and my environment vision, like how do all those play together is something that I haven't necessarily done and I want to, and I think it will be incredibly beneficial to this formula. So I hope this helps you as well. But that said, there are a few components of our lives, right? We have spiritual, emotional, intellectual, physical, social, environmental, and financial. And here's the thing with this. I'm really good at like the environmental and the financial, maybe a little bit of the physical, but I neglect the rest. And I think that that's a flag. So my question for you is, is there an area that you have a great vision in and some areas that you've been neglecting? So again, they are spiritual, emotional, intellectual, physical, social, environmental, and financial. Is there one of those or even two of those that you've been neglecting and why? So that's the first question for all of us today, you and me, is why have I been neglecting one of these? And for me, I think I have been neglecting the emotional and social. I have a really good idea of my emotional states and how to work through those. If you're a longtime listener, you know I did a whole month series on emotional management. And in fact, I teach a course on emotional management for happiness. But that vision for the long term is always just to be happy. And I'm happy now, so it's not something I've necessarily been focusing on. But I think I could be focusing and setting a vision of accomplishment and more purpose and feelings of joy and peace as well as happiness. And I think I've been neglecting that because I've got it down for the short term. So why look at the long term? And social is one that I've really been struggling with because as of late, I have a wonderful set of acquaintances and supportive people who are with me on this journey. You being a listener, being one of them. But how can I connect with you more? How can I spend more time with you? How can I build those relationships, if you will, and not from a place of business, but from a place of actual connection? And that's something that I have struggled with. And I've been working on it. If you are a part of the Facebook group, then you may have seen a little few glimpses. And I'm continuing to work on that throughout the year. If you're not part of the Facebook group, be sure to join. It will have a resource accompanying it uh, this episode today and pretty much every episode going forward that you can only get if you're part of the group but also there's other happiness abounders in there and I do a live every Thursday evening at 7 p.m mountain standard time in the group where you can ask questions and I share a little bit more details in hopes to connect and have a conversation with you so you can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash happiness abounders and it's abound so abound with ERS on the end. But I'm working towards that. But what does that look like in the long term? I'm not so sure. What does that look like 10 years from now? What is the vision for how I want my life to be? And I think I've been avoiding that because social is scary. Connection is scary. And thinking about what kind of connections and relationships I'll be having in 10 years can feel daunting. 
So that's why I've been avoiding it. So the question is, which of these are you avoiding and why? So again, there are spiritual, emotional, intellectual, physical, social, environmental, and financial. And maybe just pick two that you feel you've been neglecting the most. But now I want to kind of dive into the next piece of these, which is what are each of these areas? And how can we set a vision for our life where they all are a component of our life collaboratively? So what does your spiritual well-being look like in the long term? And how does that play into these other areas? What I want you to do is you can grab a notebook or if you're part of the Facebook group, you can access a document that will be in the file section specific for this episode. But grab a notebook and if you're driving, just ask it to yourself and build this in your mind. But then when you get a chance, make sure to write it down when it's safe. So what does your spiritual wellness look like in one year, in 10 years? in 20 years. What does that look like and how does it correspond with other things in your life? Now it's something to think about. I know that for me, my vision of spirituality is just feeling much more connected and being connected to my intuition specifically. Many of you may know that my declaration is that I'm an intuitive mentor. And there's several other components there. Listen to a declaration episode to hear the rest. But an intuitive mentor. I'm taking the steps to move in that direction. But what does that intuitiveness look like? What does that connection look like? That alignment. How does that feel? What is it? How does it play in my life? Am I able to feel it in my body, my heart, and my head? What does all of that come together and look like? And how does that play with financial decisions and maybe faith? How does that play into intellect- my intellectual life, my physical, my social, my environmental? So ask yourself, how does this first component, which is the spiritual component of your life, fit in? Now, please be mindful. Whatever your religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs are, those are yours. So do not feel like you have to adopt mine in this instance. This is your vision for your life of what that looks like. And if you're like, look, I'm not a spiritual person, which is how I was about three years ago, that's okay. I'm in the beginning of my spiritual journey, which is why I can say now I want to feel more intuitive and more aligned. And to me, that's a spiritual aspect. But take a look at what it is for you and go from there. So next thing, similar questions for your emotional health. What is your vision for that? How do you want to feel? How do you want to handle situations? Which if I'm going to lean into the spiritual aspect of mine, if I am intuitive, when a situation comes up, I will handle it with grace and with emotional management while listening to my intuition on the best next steps, right? That's a a pretty cool thing to be thinking about. So what does your emotional well-being look like? What does the component of your emotional life look like in the future? How do you stay emotionally healthy? How do you manage your stress levels? 
Do you ask for help? Right? What are these components and how do they fit into your life? And of course, I'm going to keep on going, but if you need to pause this and write it down, please feel free. Just make sure you come back. So intellectual. How are you staying curious and engaged? What does this look like in your life? And this is so funny because, again, I've told you I've struggled with this. So I'm walking through this exercise right here live as I record this. And it's really interesting because the right off the rip, the thing that comes to mind for me is, <laughs> it's so funny, I want to take a glass blowing class like twice a month and really get into glass blowing. I took a class several years ago, seven or so now, and it was fantastic. It resonated with me. I loved doing it. I picked it up pretty quick and thought it was amazing, but it was pretty pricey. And so that's something that intellectually I would like to stimulate my brain and my physical body in this new area and learn this new thing and get really good at it. And that's something down, down the line. What's also interesting about that is that could connect to my financial goals. So you can start to see how they can all play together in this overarching vision. But what does that look like for you? What, what can you do to stay curious and engaged? Whether that's taking a course, whether that's engaging in happiness courses like I have on my site, uh, working with a mentor or a coach, taking a community class, Whatever that may be, how are you going to stimulate yourself intellectually? And funny enough, it doesn't have to be related to your career. It doesn't have to be related to self-help in any way. It can be a creative process, like, for instance, glassblowing. Next one is physical. What does your physical life look like? Do you move every day? Are you taking classes? Are you physically fit? What is that? weight look like? What does that BMI look like? Whatever it is that would be your measurement, how does that look in five years, in 10 years, and so on? And how does that play with maybe spiritual well-being or emotional or intellectual? Maybe you're taking a class to learn to be a certified trainer, and that has a big component of your physical. But be thinking about what that component is in your vision and how it plays with the others that we've put together so far. Next is social. Like I said, this is one that I have to work on pretty diligently, and I know that I need to. But what does that look like in 10 years? And for me in 10 years, what that social aspect can look like is having this amazing and engaged Facebook group where people are a community and they play together and they're so supportive with each other. And also I feel like I have a deep connection to them and that I'm truly helping people and all these other pieces that come into play. Having regular girls nights, maybe spending more time with my family and regular date nights with my husband. What do those relationships look like? Do I have a set of friends who are on a similar path and we just connect and resonate and we go out to brunch once a month? What does that really look like for you? Next is environmental. So I think this one can also just be how you look at things. I'm going to say environment. No, environmental is the right word. But what does your home look like? What does your environment look like? Do you have, what is your personal surroundings? Do you have a beautiful house? Do you have a nice kitchen? 
Do you have a decluttered office? Are you organized? What are those environmental surroundings, personal surroundings in your life? And this ties into things like spiritual. Do you have a certain spot where you maybe meditate? Do you have a spot physical where maybe you are working out? Intellectual, you have a zone of of influence in an area where you are, maybe it's your desk in your office where you are striving to learn more and this is the place where it always happens. What is that for you? And then the last one here is financial. So what are your financial means? How much are you making a year? How much do you have in savings? How much is in your retirement savings, which is different? What are your financial goals? Do you want to be debt-free? Do you want to have pay off those student loans, those credit cards, buy a car in cash? What is your financial component of your vision in your life? Making enough money to take a glass blowing class two times a month. Making enough money that you can focus on the spiritual and maybe go to retreats. Making enough money that you can buy that house that supports your environmental plan. How do all of these play together and how do they work individually for you? So I'm really thinking that I'm going to leave that here today and I will upload a sheet to the Facebook group that kind of just has a section for each one of these and I would encourage you to continue to listen to this episode over and over again and ask yourselves these questions to really help you align with your vision. And again, this is something I am working on as well. We are on this journey together. So I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate your patience with me as I continue to work through this. But I do think that vision is such a great component and an important component, one fourth of the formula towards happiness and achieving your goals, which means that it's something we definitely need to focus on. And just by writing it out, and even if it gets shoved to a back of a drawer somewhere, You have already put some plans in motion for it to start to happen. You have an idea of what you want things to look like, which maybe you may not have had before. And if you've had this before, I would encourage you to redo this process and see what you may have already accomplished from the last time you've had the big vision and what you want to strive for now. So that said, thank you so much for tuning in, for being a part of the Happiness Abound community, for sticking with me along this journey, and above everything else, I hope that you remember you are capable of happiness abound.